Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is May the 12th, 2020. I got about five different segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, first and foremost, the coronavirus rant. Uh, at last check, it was uh, 1.3 million cases, almost 80,000 deaths, uh, probably well over 80,000 deaths at this point. Um, the uh, coronavirus has infected several individuals on the West Wing. Um you know, I don't I don't have an axe to grind against Trump, but I just think that it would be in his best interest to put on a mask. <laughs> I mean, as much as the citizens of this country don't like the guy, I don't want to see a president die. I just think that would be bad for this country. Like, no matter how you feel about him, you shouldn't. I mean, you shouldn't want the guy to die. I mean, you want him to lose the election. Okay, I can live with that. But you don't wish death on a guy. Come on. Um, I just think he could have done a better job on this whole situation. Really, his whole presidency thus far. I mean, let's just put it out there. He sucks as a president. But the man has a wife. He has, a, he has kids. He has a family. You, you, come on. Be ethical about it. Um, at, at some point, I mean, you have to let the science speak for itself. Um, I don't agree with everything, but I don't think that states should be reopening right now. I think it's going to lead to more uh, infections and more uh, death. Um so I would advise anybody who listen listens to this podcast use extreme caution. Wear a mask, wash your hands. Don't don't go out socially. Go out for necessity. You know, items from the store, you know, medical items, uh clothing items if you need them. Okay, any kind of anything social, man, you got to put that on the back burner for right now. Because it's just unnecessary, um, you know, just unnecessary uh, risk that, that you know, we are taking just to be social. The, the, the need to be social is greater than your health. I hope not. Um, I'm just trying to look up some more information here on the uh, coronavirus. Um, they don't have the let's see alright so we're at 1.37 million cases and we're at actually 80,653 deaths um, so plus 20,000 over the weekend plus 941 deaths over the weekend 
um, cases worldwide 4.5 or excuse me 4.1 million 284,000 deaths um, plus 61,000 or roughly 62,000 worldwide plus that's uh, infections plus uh, basically 8,500 deaths worldwide so I mean it's just this thing ain't getting no better man so like I always say do your research do your research do your research don't put your health in somebody else's hands do your research um uh what else I mean that's pretty much it wear that mask man wear that mask please um it helps stop the spread social distance stay at home if you can all right uh that's gonna do it for that segment moving on to the next segment which is entitled greatest competitor in florida state history and this is inspired by the uh last dance michael jordan docuseries um we can all agree that michael jordan was probably the most greatest competitor in sports um he made everybody's uh, level of play, you know, go higher. Um, so was there a player in Florida State, in Florida State's history, that did the same? Um, I'm going to say Charlie Ward, man. That's the only guy I can really think of. Chris Winkie, eh. Jameis Winston, nah, he got in too much trouble. So I would say Charlie Ward. Um, I like I like Telvin Smith. He made that defense awesome. Um, Lamarcus uh, Joiner was a great leader. Um, I like Marvin Wilson too, but he's kind of quiet. He just seems that way. Um, he leads by example. He goes out and plays hard on the field. Cam Akers um, led by example. Uh, Warwick Dunn. But if I had to narrow it narrow it down to one guy, I would probably say Charlie Ward, man. I mean, you know, that 1993 year, he got the most out of them guys. Got to that national championship against Nebraska. Played pretty good. And um, that would be my pick. Uh, who would be your pick? Let me know. Tell me something. Uh, next segment is entitled Michael Jordan is really arrogant. He really is. He is so arrogant, man. And he really didn't get arrogant until he won that first championship. He changed. Um, he became an assassin on the basketball court. He just said... I love winning. You know what I'm saying? I got my first taste of a championship. I never want to know. I don't ever want to know what it, you know, feels like not to have a championship. And, uh, you know, not a Bulls fan, not a Michael Jordan fan, but it would have been real interesting to see in 1999 if they could have gone for the four-peat. Um, but the powers that be, general manager he broke the team up he didn't like phil jackson and 
Jordan didn't want to play for anybody else. Um, but this guy, I mean, um, he was a great player. I'm not going to hate on him. He's the greatest of all time, but he was really arrogant. Um, I kind of liked him, honestly, admittedly, when he first got into the league from like 85 to 89 when he was struggling against the Pistons. He seemed a lot more humble. But once he got over the hump with the Pistons and he won his championship, he just, you know, the arrogance just took over, you know. And that's when I really, I ain't going to say I don't like the guy. I don't know him. But as a player, well, I didn't like him on the court or off the court because he didn't really do anything to elevate his people. So, um the one thing I'll say about LeBron, he does do a lot to elevate his people. So, um, the only thing I really liked about Michael Jordan was just the will to compete and the will to win. The the will to elevate the, the play of people around him. That's what I admired most about him. But, very arrogant guy, man. And, you know, he has a right to be. Because he, he, you know, he's a winner. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, that's going to conclude that segment. Next segment is entitled. And I'm kind of going back in history with this guy, but whatever. He's a four-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, JT Thomas, defensive back, Florida State, from... Um, they don't have his Florida State stuff on here. I'm assuming he went to to school all four years. Um, first round pick in the 1973 draft. Played for the Steelers for nine seasons. Uh, Pro Bowl selection in 1976. Four times a Super Bowl champion. Um, he's from Georgia. Um, he was pretty much the guy opposite Mel Blunt. Um, there the um JT Thomas Mel Blunt combination was ranked uh, the number six best cornerback tandem in uh. History by NFL.com. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer based on his stats. He only had, uh, uh, they don't have his tackles on here or whatever. It just got 20 picks and 147 interception yards and two touchdowns. But you can't deny those four Super Bowl rings. Um, so, hey man, um, you know, I didn't even know anything about this guy. I had seen a meme where it had all the, um, Florida State players that have played in, uh, in the NFL and it's just, it's amazing. You think that you're a Florida State fan. And then you see all these names of players. You don't even know who they are. I mean, 
the majority of the players on that list I knew, but I didn't know who JT Thomas was. And even re- recently, Patrick Robinson, the cornerback um, that's played for the Saints, I, di- I didn't know about him. So, I mean, I, I try to keep up with every player now, but even 10 years ago, I wasn't, like, following it as rapidly as I do now. So, it's, it's very uh, interesting to go back in history and look at some of the guys that have played at Florida State. Um, so that's going to do it for that segment. Moving on to the last segment, Greg Spires. Did he have a decent pro career? Uh, he was originally drafted by the New England Patriots in uh, 1998 in the third round, 83 overall. Um, He played three seasons with them. He got one Super Bowl. Um, Then he went to the Browns in 01, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 02 to 07. And then his last stop was with the Raiders in 08. So, 10-year career, not bad, 335 career tackles, 39 and a half sacks, 11 forced fumbles. Um, he played at Florida State. He was a four-year letterman. Um, he basically, his draft stock plummeted because of a uh, broke fibula. Um he played linebacker, nose guard, defensive end. So he's a pretty good player. Um, so I would say he had a good career, man. Anytime you play in the NFL for 10 years, you're you not just, you know, the NFL doesn't let you stay in the league if you suck. So especially at the defensive, on the defensive line, you have to be somewhat effective. Um, in 2000 with the Patriots a saying he had a great year he played in all 16 games he had a career high 6 sacks and tied Willie McGinnis for the team lead Spires also forced 3 fumbles he was re-signed by the Patriots in April 30th 2001 because of team issues, Greg Spires was released by the Patriots, and he was picked up by the Browns. He didn't stay with the Browns, but one season. Then he went to Tampa Bay, where he played for five years, and that's where he pretty much flourished throughout his career. That's when he was with Gruden for a little while, and I guess when Gruden left, he went to the Raiders for that one year, and that was pretty much it. Uh, he was released after training camp basically with the Raiders so I say he had a decent career man not a great career not a hall of fame career but a decent career um so let me know what you think about that that segment um that's going to conclude this episode I hope you enjoyed it it's available on YouTube it's available on all podcast platforms um be safe be kind be courteous do your research on flu and respiratory viruses Thank you for listening, and as always, go Knowles.